Hey, I want to say thank you. Thank you so much for purchasing this product. I know that it's going to bless your life. God has given me a word specifically for you. I want you to know if you apply what I'm teaching, it is going to revolutionize every aspect of what you're dealing with, going through, or facing in your life. I want to say again, thank you so much. Go with me right now into this teaching. It's going to bless your life. Here's what you have to remember. And if you're visiting, what's up? I'm glad you came. I'm going to be talking about like three things to help your life grow and help you be more dynamic in your life with Christ and in whatever you're doing. That's what I'm going to talk about in a second. But I got big dreams and God, he says, watch this, I'll give you the desires of your heart. And what the revelation for me was this, man, I want to tear up. Who gives the, who gives the desires? God says, I'll give you the desires. What's up? of your heart. I need one person to stand up for me so I can point at you. I want to point at somebody. He says, I'll give you the desires, Jeff, of your heart. I'll give you the desires. I will give you, bro, I will give you the desires of your heart. How do you, how do you, how do you, bro? How do you? 24, do you know that God at 24 will give you the desires of your heart? He'll give you the desires of your heart. He'll give you the desires. So what does that mean? He gives you the desire to desire. And then once you desire it, he'll give you what you desire. What? So I didn't have the idea to come on Fox and to be on, to be on, to be acting on TV with the ghost. What if God gave me the idea? What if God gave me the desire? Now he's going to make the desire come to pass. You better hear what I'm telling you. And God can bless you outside of your income or your pedigree. You better, he can bless you outside of your sphere of influence. He can bless you beyond what you have in your hands. He'll, God, ooh, God will bless you based on what you have in your heart. That's why David said, create in me a clean heart. Here's another translation for what David said. He said this, create in me a loyal heart, loyal towards God, and renew in me a right spirit. Sometimes spirit can be the regenerated part of us, the regenerated nature, I'm teaching already, the regenerated nature of God, and then sometimes spirit can be attitude. Because attitude, you, are, you know what I'm going to say, we learned it in school, determines your altitude. Your attitude will determine your attitude, your altitude. Your attitude will determine the trajectory of your success. Creating me a clean heart and renewing me a right attitude. Whoa. David said, help me with my attitude and my heart, because if you help me with my heart and my attitude, I can ball. Do I have anybody that want to ball? Y'all don't have to play. Stop acting. Stop acting like that's what I'm talking about. Y'all ready to get into the word? I was already teaching. I enjoyed my own self. All right, let's do this. There are a few things that any successful organization has. Today I'll be talking about three principles on how they work and why they work. It does not matter where you find yourself in life, if you will gravitate towards these tried and true ways to function, you will see a dramatic change happen for you. That change will happen for you right now. It is not about trusting your own intellect or your pedigree. This is a whole nother level. It's another level of your faith in God and God's design for your life. How many know God has a design for your life? Whew. He has a design for your life. Elliot, I'm excited about this teaching. Genesis 1 and 2, here we go. 
And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Darkness was upon the earth. It was, it was out of order. It was in chaos. It was out of whack. It was not in alignment. How many people feel like that in some parts of your life? If we're all honest, everyone feels like that and recognize that in some areas of your life. And if you don't recognize it, after today, I hope you will, all of us may have areas in our life that's out of order, that's in chaos, that's not in sync, that's not in alignment. Everyone knows what happens to a car when it's not in alignment, right? It don't run smooth. The tires wear out. And you can take your hand off the wheel and it goes to the right or to the left. But when it's in alignment, it runs smoothly and you can take your hands off the wheel and it'll drive in a straight line. How many of you are tired of your life being derailed with choices and decisions that you've made? Come on, y'all. Is there anybody in here that if you would have had more order, this is the first point I'm using, order, write it down. If you would have had more financial discipline and order, you would be in a better place financially right now. Come on, somebody tell the truth. Come on, y'all got to be real. Is there anybody in a relationship that if you would have kept yourself in order, this is one of those personal days today. This is not about your neighbor. About you. If you would have kept yourself in order, would your relationship be better today? Think about that for a minute. So, I want you to write this down. What is order? Order is conformity or obedience to law established by authority. That's what law is. I mean, that's what order is. It's conformity. It should be on the screen. Conformity or obedience to law established by authority. I'm going to say that again because I want them to put it on the screen for you. Here's what order is. Order is conformity or obedience to law or established order. It's absence of disturbance, riot, or revolt, unruliness. This is, I want you to hear these word pictures for a moment. Because things is not in order. When something is not in order, it's, it's riotous. It's, it's in revolt. It's unruly. And I want you to think about that with your life. I want you to think about that in, 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 in your life's trajectory because God moves in order. God saw a chaotic planet. He saw a chaotic world, and he said, let me bring order to it. And the first thing that God does to bring something in order is he speaks to it. Don't let me bore you. I need you to get this. Remember, I'm growing your muscles in this season. He speaks to it. He saw things in order and he spoke to it. He says, let there be, and it was. All of us in this room, I believe that this year, God has spoke to you about something in your life. And either you listened to it or you did not. Either you listened to it and you course corrected or you didn't. But God spoke something to you. What did he speak? I want to wake that up again. What did God speak to you about you this year? What did he speak to you about? He spoke to you about it in a dream. He woke you up in the middle of the night, or he used me through a teaching to speak to you about something that you needed to bring in order because it was out of order. 
And when things are out of order, you can't expect things to be right. So when God sees things out of order, the first thing that he'll do for you because he loves you is he'll speak to it. He'll speak to it. He says, let there be light, and there was light. And anytime God speaks, something happens. Miracles happen when God speaks, but we're not like the sun. We are not like the moon and the stars. We are not like the grass of the field. We are not like the birds of the air and the fishes of the sea. We are not like the planets that he can speak to and call it to go into orbit and rotation. We are not like any of the things he spoke to in Genesis 1. We have free moral agency. The angels can't even say no. The birds can't say no, but we can say no. We can say, God, I hear you speaking to me, but I reject your, your voice. I hear you speaking to me about my marriage, but I reject your voice. I hear you speaking to me about my finances, but I reject your voice. You told me to forgive them, and I rejected it. I held on to anger because anger made me feel better. I held on to hatred because hatred made me feel better. I, hang, I held on to what they said because they made me feel better. So God said, let it go, and you said no. He said, I want you to release seed into the atmosphere. And you said, no, God, I'm going to keep my $5. God spoke to you about something in your life. What is it? I don't know what it is, but what is it that God spoke to you personally about you? What is it that God spoke to you and said, this is what I want you to do, and this is why I want you to do it? God honors order. Write it down. God honors order. He will not bless disorder. He will not bless disorder. He won't bless it in your family. He won't bless it in your money. He will not bless it in your body. If you don't eat right, you would put your body in disorder. And he will not bless it. If you don't handle your money right, he will let the curse, the earth curse system work in your life. The earth curse system is born out of disorder. What if you could do better instantly if you just put things in order? God honors order. Listen, God's he will, God manifests in order. Some of you have been saying, Pastor, been preaching manifestation, but it didn't happen for me. It didn't happen for you because maybe you're still out of order. Maybe it didn't happen for you because you didn't do what God told you to do. Maybe it didn't happen for you because you didn't trust God. Every time that I needed God to do something specifically amazing for me, he always required me to sow. Do you do it? I'm talking about in a way that hurts, in a way that challenges my faith. He always challenged me to do something that I want for me for somebody else first. That's just for me. I'm not saying that's for you, but he, he requires me to do something that I want for me for somebody else first. That's what he requires for me. Let me ask you, are you in order? God will not bless this order. And if you want things to begin to grow and to change in your life, and some of this stuff can happen instantly, you got to figure out where the disorder is, and you got to get it in order. You got to get your house in order. This kind of teaching that don't make you shout, so I ain't expecting nobody to say amen and shout, but I'm expecting you to be big. I expect some of y'all to come in next week dancing because you left. You leave today and say, you know what? I'm getting my house in order. 
I'm getting a CPA. I'm going to tithe and give. I'm going to save and invest. I will never be broke again because I'm going to get my money in order. And I'm going to get my children in order. I'm going to get my house in order. I'm going to get my family in order. I'm going to get my, my 14-year-old son, and I'm going to get him in order. And I'm going to get my little daughter, and I'm going to get her in order. And we're going to get our family in order. My house going to be clean. Come on, y'all don't want to talk. This stuff sounds trivial, but it's big. I'm going to get my house in order. I'm sick of arguing and fighting and fussing and being frustrated, and I'm sick of being upset and hurt. I'm going to get this in order. And sometimes getting things in order is getting things out of your life. Because God, let me teach you this, will not bless disorder. God does not work in disorder. He won't bless it. He will bless it when you put the effort of straightening it out together. You'll be shocked at what happens when you get your money in order. Pastor, why do you always talk about money? Because money answers all things and everybody wants it. And money will help you, thank you. Money will help you do things that you, money will take stress out of your life that, that you would need if you had some money. Listen, get sick and don't have no money. Get a, get a disease and, and, and the doctor tell you, you don't have any money, so we're going to do the minimum for you. But have you ever met somebody with some money? They get the best room. Come on, somebody. They get the best surgeon. They get the best mind. You get people coming together, figuring out how to fix you and how to help you. But when you broke, they're going to put you on the side of the wall and say, pray about it. Come on, y'all. Let's be honest. Some of our marriages would be better if we just had more money. I know y'all don't believe it. It's true. Half the stuff people fight about is about money. Come on, y'all, be honest. If you took the stress of your house note out of your life, how much better would your marriage be? I be saying stuff a lot of people ain't gonna tell y'all. That's why you gotta keep coming because I'm giving you the real game. Let's be, I've been married for 21 years if you're visiting. If you wonder what I'm talking about, I've been married and broke. And I'm telling you, it's hard to maintain a family and a marriage when you, when you worried about can the lights be on. And you know what happened to me? God told me this. You got a poverty mentality. I said, what? He says, yes, you live above your means. You got a poverty mentality. And only until you get your finances in order and it start with you, you're going to always be broke. You're always going to be a day late and a dollar short. And you're always going to have a sad story. But if you shift your mentality, if you get your money in order, I know you don't make but this much. But I know save something. I said, yes, Lord. At first, I said, I can't afford to save nothing. Take $10 and put it somewhere. It's a principle. I don't know why I'm staying on this, but I'm, help, I'm trying to help somebody. Somebody else, you want God to bless you, tithe. You got to give. You got to be a giver and a tither and a sower. You got to activate the law of reciprocity because law is order. So when you tithe and give, you activate the spiritual order of his prosperity in your life. You're putting it in order, see? When was the last time you really took time to pray? When was the last time you really said, prayer is an order of my life? I'm not going to be asking everybody about their opinions on what can happen, but I'm going to pray about it. When was the last time you prayed about what God can do in your life, even though you're a young dude? When was the last time you said, God, talk to me about how to carry myself out here? How do I be a dude in 2017 and be all I need to be in life? When was the last time you prayed about it? Prayer is an order. Prayer is an order. I was telling the team, it's time to have prayer again at church. Where's the order of prayer at? We got to have prayer. It's an order. God does not work in disorder. 
You should see how y'all looking at me. That's how I know I'm teaching good. This is that kind of teaching that, that make you mad, but be like, he telling the truth. You start, what happens is you're, you go into contemplative thought, and you start seeing some of you, you're starting to see, you're right, I'm out of order. That's what's wrong. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. I'm, aren't you glad you can't? That's the problem. You're just out of order. But the good news is you can get in order and get a quick turnaround. Oh, my God. You can get a quick turnaround. God will go from zero to 100 real quick because he's waiting to bless you, but he will not move in your disorder. Touch your neighbor, make a man, tell him he won't move in your mess. He ain't going to do it. He's not going to do it. <laughs> Write this down. Things are more productive and fruitful when they're in order. Productive and fruitful if you're a business person. See, I'm a coach now, and I love it. I'm a business coach. Some of y'all ain't signed up with me yet, but I'm trying to tell you. So here's the first thing about business. You can't make money and run a successful business without being in order. So whatever level you start, start it with an order. Don't try to have a big, giant order. Start with three things that's order that we always do. Number one, we always open on time. Number two, we always put the customer first. Number three, we always follow up. It's order. And I'll, before you know it, you've grown your business doing three things. You know how many people that I want to do business with and I can't because they're out of order? It's a turnout for me. I hired a contractor recently to do a job, signed a contract. Then he came back and said, you think I can get a couple more dollars? You're out of order and you're fired. And I'll never call you again. And I will not refer you and I can't wait to never do business with you again. You know what I Because you're out of order. I don't care how good you do the work. You have your business out of order. Some of y'all are like, wow, yeah. So do the three things. <laughs> Isaiah 1 and 19, let's go to the next one. Look at what the Bible says. If you be willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. God is looking for the placement of your heart, not just your actions. So order starts in your heart. You don't want to try to do things like you in order and your heart ain't right. Because you can't maintain it. See, that's what God hit me with when he said you have got a poverty mentality. He needed to change my heart so I could be consistent in order being in my life. So the next word I want to use is obedience. Here's what obedience is. Obedience is compliance with law. So if you really love God, you'll obey him. He says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Obedience. Let me tell you what my key is, bro. Here's, my, here's the secret to my sauce. Ever since I was a teenager, I'm 40 now. And the secret to my sauce is I learn how to obey. I'm an alpha male. I knock a dude out, but I can submit. This, see, that's the, that's the key. People don't understand. Listen, I've learned how to submit and obey. It makes me a stronger male to be able to submit and lead at the same time. So obedience, and first obedience to God, you can't do whatever you want to do. This is that hard kind of teaching. Ooh, you said, see how y'all looking at me. I have to learn that I don't care how much money you have, how, who you're supposed to be, how successful you are, where you're from, and who your parents are, you cannot do whatever you want to do. When you think you can do whatever you want to do, you're going to train wreck. This is what I tell the athletes I coach and the music guys. I say, you can't do whatever you want to do. You've got to have somebody in your life that you can submit to and obey. And God has to be first priority. What is God telling you to do? Obedience 
Obedience is not when you want to do it. Obedience is when you really don't want to do it and you really don't agree with it, but the Spirit spoke to you and told you to do it. He told you to give. He told you to forgive. I talk about these two things a lot because for me they go parallel. Forgiveness and giving. Releasing. You know how many people dying of sickness and they're living beneath their privilege because they just won't forgive. They just won't do it. They're angry and mad and they're bitter and they go to counseling and therapy and they don't get any better and the issue is not all the other things. It's one thing. They won't let it go. Let go of what they did to you because life is too short. You're not important enough for, enough for me for me to hate you. You're not, you're not significant enough in my life for me to walk around every day mad about what you did and mad about what you said. My life and my purpose is too precious. I agree with T.I. You don't, it's mine over matter. I don't mind and you don't matter. So I release you for whatever you said and whatever you did. Forgiveness needs to become your friend. And then I give and I sow. And, I'm, and I, I live and I do things from a baseline of gratitude, man. Grat- you know how many young dudes, you know how many young dudes grow up mad and they in jail right now because they didn't have a father? Then they got two kids, but they locked up because they killed somebody because their daddy went in their life and they did it because they were mad at their daddy. And if they would have just released the fact that their daddy was a loser, come on, I'm, I said it. If you could just release the fact that he didn't do what he should have done and let it go, now you can be everything he should have been to your son. But you can't do it because you can't let it go. And some people are mad at somebody who's dead. They've been dead 15 years and you still mad at them. They can't come back and change nothing. Touch your neighbor and tell them, I don't mind and they don't matter. You have to be more committed to your purpose, dog, than your anger. So you give and you release and you do things from a heart of gratitude. Everything I have, God gave it to me. Everything I have. If God tell me to give my car, I'm giving it. If he tell me to give this coat, I'm going to give it. Everything I have, God gave it to me. And if he require me to give it back, then I'll do that because that lets me know God's going to put more in my life. God owns everything. He never run out of provisions. People with a poverty mentality hold on to money. They hoard it because they think that's all God can give them. You think that money is all God can give you? You think that's it? Do you think that's all God can give you? When you got inferior people, I know that's not politically correct. You got to edit that for TV. (laughs) You got people who are inferior, but they know how to do things that you won't do. They'll give and you won't. They making billions of dollars and millions of dollars and you struggling because you holding on to your $20? Come on, y'all. From a heart of gratitude. I can always tell a person that don't give because a person that don't give, don't give. They don't give to their wife. They don't give to their kids. Come on, y'all. They don't give. They hold everything. And then you can always tell a man or woman that give because you can look at their family and tell he's a giver, she's a giver because look at their offspring. They do everything from a heart of gratitude. Everything I do is from a baseline of gratitude. And let me tell you, bro, how I do it because I realize I don't deserve none of this stuff God's doing for me. I don't know about you, but I don't deserve any other stuff. It's all grace and mercy for me. Am I the only person in the room? It's all grace and mercy. It's all his grace and his mercy. The talent that I have, the talent that you have, you and give it to yourself. God gave it to you. Do you see what I'm saying? Let me close with this. Let me close with this thought. Here's the next, here's the last one. Oh man. So if you really love God, you'll obey him. And as you mature in your faith, 
You develop willingness to be obedient. <laughs> That's the key. That's the key. This is what I've been telling, telling my kids. So I matured, and I learned how to be willing to agree with God. It's like Abraham took Isaac, and Isaac goes up the mountain and says, Pops, we've been doing this for years. Pops, every time we go up the mountain, I see the wood. I see the wood. I see the mountain. Where is the sacrifice? Well, son, God told me what I got to do. I prayed for you. He gave me you. Now he asked me to give you back. Now, I'll be honest. If I was Isaac, I'd have caught fire. <laughs> You're going to have to catch me, Pops. You know what I'm saying? I'm not willing. But, but when you mature, you realize that God always has a plan. I'm trying to talk to somebody. Let me close it good. Help me close it good. God always has a what? Plan. He has a plan. And you know the rest of the story. And if you don't, Ozzy goes on up the mountain, lay down willingly. And then God provides the ram in the bush. He provides the sacrifice. And Isaac gets the inheritance because he was willing. He says if you be willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. Let me make it a little easier for us parents. You know how it is with your child. I'm going to protect my children, but if you're willing and obedient, I'll give you everything. If I tell you to go to your room, you'll be like, ah, okay, all right, okay, okay, all right, okay. You go, my cell phone ain't working. Is something wrong? Ain't nothing wrong with it. It's off. <laughs> ain't no groceries. Eat spit for dinner. <laughs> Why you tripping? Remember when you went in, I asked you to go to your room? You said, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> me and Jacinia learned how to do this on French fries. <laughs> She's going to be mad at me. But so every Wednesday night after church, we used to stop by Zaxby's when she was little, right? About five years ago, she didn't want to give me french fries. Like, let me get one of them fries. No, I only have five. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Can I get a fry? No, I only have five left. Okay. Next time we go into Zaxby's, Dad, I want to get the number three. Yep. You want to get a number three? Of course, I end up buying it because Christina punched me in the head, but I was going to let you eat, sleep for dinner. You want to know why? Because <laughs> she was grudging. I got to close. The last one is I want to give you, and we're done, and it's simple, is um, unity. You need to get through something. I got 60 seconds to give you this. Unity. Where there's unity, there's strength. God gets involved. He invades the space of unity. Where there's unity, there's strength. Unity is so important that even in the wrong, it'll work. You remember the Tower of Babel? They were so unified that God had to come down himself and confound the languages because they were so unified in what they wanted to do. I'm done. You can play with me. Husbands and wives, friends, homies, homegirls, boyfriends, girlfriends. Let me give you the secret. If you unify with her or him, things will begin to change. Church, if we unify, 
You want to know why our church has been able to be blessed and people have been blessed all over the world? You, you want to know why members are being blessed supernaturally right now? Because we all unify and believe. I push us, my staff, my team to unify. We all believe that God is a healer. We all believe that God is a God that can provide wealth. And we all believe that God can save our souls and change our life. And because we believe it as a church, he invade our space because of unity. You are always stronger together than you are apart. Today I want to ask you to unify with God and watch him change your life. I do want to give you something to do. Let me give you some goals. Can I give you, can I give you uh, four goals? Write them down real quick. To change your life and upgrade your ways. Number one, focus on one thing this week to upgrade and to change. Focus on one thing to upgrade and to change this week. Number two, find a scripture and a promise in the word that complement the upgrade that you're going to make in yourself. Number three, three, fast from one of your ways that's out of order this week. I will not overspend. I will not cuss. I don't know what your thing is. I will not do this for this whole week. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to keep myself holy unto the Lord this week. You're going to get supernatural results. And the last thing that I want you to do this week for homework is praise God like it's already won. For the rest of this week, praise him like it's already won. You're still writing. I'm going to make sure you got all three. I'll go down them real, one more time really fast and we're done. Focus on one thing to, to upgrade this week. Find scripture and a promise in the word that complements your upgrade. Fast from a way that you have that's out of order this week. And then praise God like you've already won it this week. If you do that, by the next time I see you this next Sunday, you're going to have some difference in your life. Come on, let's give God praise all over the room. We honor God for you today. Hey, thank you for listening. I know this message has blessed your life. For more information or to purchase more of these messages, go to anthonymurrayministries.com. Thank you so much.